Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Ethos Lakers podcast. And cue up the sad music, folks, because things are just simply not getting better in La La Land. Since the All-Star break, where Ethan and I were hoping to see some sort of comeback in the standings, some sort of better effort is the best way I can put it the Lakers were sitting in that eighth spot a couple of games ahead of the Pelicans of all teams we thought maybe the Clippers even though the Clippers are ahead of them in the standings it felt like maybe if they could start a little win streak with the Clippers beat the Pelicans Mavs could be tough got the Clippers again gives you really good momentum going into a game versus the Warriors, but the Lakers have now lost three straight games since the All-Star break. And each loss seems to be worse than the last. We started with a 102-105 loss to the Clippers in which the Lakers just put forth a dismal effort in the first half. And they had a great effort in the second half. The thing about that great effort in the second half, though, with this team, for them to play so crappy in the first half and so excellent in the second half, you can't close games. Ethan has pointed this out many times. This team just simply cannot close games. They can't figure out a really great lineup that can close out a game, especially since you feel compelled to play Russell Westbrook in the closing minutes of a game in which he's not a great defender and we know he's not a great shooter. So if you can't close out games and you allow yourself to be in close close games, that's not going to bode for success. Especially if you're going to keep playing so crappy in the second half and then play well in the second or so crappy in the first half and then play so well in the second half. We've seen that time and time again this season and it's really frustrating because if you can play that well in the second half, why can't you just play that well in the first half? And why can't you play like that? If not all the time, most of the time, you wouldn't be in the ninth seed if that was the case. That was a bad loss. 
versus versus the Clippers. And then the loss against the Pelicans. Some might say this game is when the team hit rock bottom. And it feels like rock bottom has been hit five or six times this season. But a 123-95 loss to the Pelicans in crypto. Yeah. The first half, abysmal. Again. 16 turnovers in the first half, 9 in the first quarter. Effort was simply not there. And, and I mean, we've said that time and time again. Effort not there. Effort, effort, effort. It was especially bad in this game. You could sense it. I wasn't in the building. You could see it on the people in the building. The fans weren't into it. Players weren't into it. The only one into it was Brandon Ingram, former Laker, who you could argue was spurned by the Lakers in in the trade for what turned out to be Anthony Davis. Brandon Ingram in this game, 19 points, 8 assists, 5 rebounds, just 8 assists helping out his teammates. He doesn't get that many assists often. Must have felt really good for Brandon Ingram, and I mean, good for him, really. In this loss, the Lakers were down 30 to start the fourth quarter, and they were appropriately booed by the fans. I'm one who, 99.9% of the time, on issues I'm going to support players and not management, and not really fans most of the time. The effort the Lakers put up in this game, they deserved it. LeBron's effort, pretty pitiful, even though he ended up with 32 points, 6 rebounds, 3 assists, 2 blocks, 2 steals, 7 turnovers for him, 7 turnovers for Russ. We'll talk about Russ in a second, because because why wouldn't we? He's Russell Westbrook. Then Then you have Dallas. Dallas has been playing pretty well. Luca has been playing out of his mind since they traded Kristaps Porzingis in what seemed like a really great match, and those two paired together. Kristaps seemed to have been cramping Luca's style, and he seems to be playing really well with Dwight Powell. Dwight Powell is doing the kind of things that Kristaps could be doing because he's 7'3", but he doesn't, and so it seems to be a better fit for Luca. Same story... Different chapter. Abysmal abysmal effort in the first half. Lakers come back. Almost tie the game. They actually have a six-point lead with about three minutes left in the game. And then Luka decides he's going to call ISOs on LeBron. And Luka just can't stop scoring. He finishes a 25, eight rebounds, five assists. LeBron back on a 25-plus point streak with 26. He was plus seven. And, yeah, I mean, you could say LeBron was kind of the cause of all this, but he's definitely he definitely hasn't been the problem lately. Malik Monk had a really great game in this one versus the Lakers. I don't know why, when it was pointed out by Ethan, it feels like months ago, that Malik Monk in the starting lineup with LeBron, it simply works. Austin Reeves has been starting a few games, and very Caruso-like, he doesn't put forth... Very impressive stat lines, but the dude just, he gets things done. He gets things done in a super efficient way. 
He's a great defender. He's an annoying defender. He's just that guy that you love having on your team. You know, Stanley Johnson has been playing okay lately. Taylor Horton Tucker, I feel like, has been coming on a little bit lately, despite the, you know, despite these terrible losses. And, I mean, at this point in the season, what, what Ethan and I are going to be doing is finding any and all positive. And so, in that terrible loss against the Clippers, Taylor Horton Tucker finished with 16, made both of his three-pointers. It's actually been, it's actually been pretty efficient with those lately but then again he went and shot five the next night and only made one of them 0 for 2 last night against dallas but overall taylor has been playing pretty well and i i think that if they're going to bring taylor back next year his role just needs to be more defined he's not a lights out shooter and he hasn't played point guard enough to like to run an offense. So it remains to be seen whether or not that's going to be his skill set. They need to figure out what he is and where he, what he, where he's going to be in this lineup. I don't mind him starting. They just got to figure out how to better utilize him. And that's I mean that's really about all I want to talk about the last 3 games. This wouldn't be the Los Angeles Lakers if there wasn't drama surrounding really everything that the Lakers do. But before we get into that... Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Listeners, please take a moment to follow at EthosFantasyBK on Twitter. It is the single most dominant basketball and fantasy news feed on Earth. Get all your NBA news in one handy Twitter feed. It's faster than the competition and it provides way more analysis too. Again, that's EthosFantasyBK on Twitter. Follow them now. So the big news coming out of this game, as I'm even getting reports on my phone as of this recording at Ryan Ward LA is tweeting that Taylor Horton Tucker is probable. He actually sprained his ankle a little bit in that game against Dallas while Avery Bradley is questionable. And so the injuries have not stopped. And that's definitely been one of the issues with this team. And that's something you can't really control. I understand that. Other teams have injuries. It just doesn't seem to be as much of an issue. But the big news coming out of the Lakers 
today is now all of a sudden you're starting to hear rumblings and even if you didn't hear the rumblings you can kind of visually see it in his face but there might actually be some mutual interest in the parting of ways between Russell Westbrook and the Los Angeles Lakers which to I know Ethan and I have been awfully critical of this team and to be human for a second just a second to take a step back and kind of examine what this relationship has been and who Russell Westbrook is like it it's really unfortunate that it hasn't worked out I'm sure the dudes wanted to play for the Lakers for a long time and he to start the season I talked about how blissfully happy he looked being in this city being able to take his kids to school but now all of a sudden there seems to be mutual interest and some of the things that, you, that you're hearing, it depends on who you're reading it from or what exactly the details are going to end up being. And of course, they're in the season now, so whatever the final details will end up being, it's hard to really imagine or know for sure what exactly is going to happen. But one of the realistic op- options that's being floated around and this is reported by Jake Fisher of Bleacher Report, is the most realistic option may ultimately be stretching Westbrook's $47 million player option, which is something I talked about in recent episodes. The thing about Russell Westbrook, and lately the turner, his turner, turnover issues have been coming back, but for the most part, he's sort of reined them in a little bit. And he's been playing a little bit more efficiently. He's still shooting pretty terribly from three. But that's something that's going to always be an issue, I suppose. But to look at his stat lines. If this weren't... Well, to look at his stat lines. 19 points, 7 rebounds, 5 assists. 17 points, 7 rebounds, 6 assists. 18 points. 3 rebounds, 1 assist. 16 points, 6 rebounds, 1 assist. Those are fine numbers. Nothing wrong with those numbers. Even as plus minus. Plus 2, plus 5, plus 2, minus 26 in the Pelicans disaster. Uh, Minus 8 against Dallas. To look at those stat lines. On paper. They're not bad stat lines, but are they worth $47 million of your payroll? No, not even close. And that's the issue with Russell Westbrook. It's not so much, I mean, it is his play. His play is pretty, pretty terrible at times and he's stubborn. I forget who it was that pointed out on Twitter that the way he plays is He plays almost to spite his naysayers. Oh, you don't want me to shoot this three? I'm going to shoot it anyway. And he misses. I'm still going to shoot it. Because why not? And the why not mantra, I'm, I'm done embracing that. It was cute at first. And yeah, why not? 
works in most scenarios because why the hell not? There's plenty of reasons why not. There's like 45 million reasons why not. Almost. So the plan is to possibly stretch that 47 million. Similar to what the Lakers have done with Luol Deng. Well, what's going to be unfortunate about that is, again, looking at Russell Westbrook's numbers, I don't mind keeping him. And if the Lakers can somehow convince him to run a second unit the way Carmelo Anthony has been convinced to come off the bench at this point in his career. To have a point guard, a backup point guard who's going to give you numbers like that would be phenomenal. I don't know if it's in Russell Westbrook's DNA to be a guy who comes off the bench making a mid-level exception. And that just may be a personality flaw in Russell Westbrook. I can't diagnose that. I'm not a psychiatrist. But going back to that quote, the Lakers have already shown a willingness to stretch Luol Deng's contract, which, I mean, to go back to that, it would be really unfortunate. Next season is going to be the first season in which Luol Deng's contract is finally off of the Lakers' books. Just to get put right back into the situation again with Russell Westbrook. Anyway. Stretching Westbrook according to the strategist, would drop the Lakers to merely $2.5 million above the salary cap, which would allow them to sign a rotation piece to the non-taxpayer mid-level, Malik Monk, and another player to the biannual exception. So you can still, in theory, looking at who's on the roster, have LeBron, Anthony Davis, Taylor Horton Tucker, Austin Reeves. You can retain Malik Monk, you can probably still retain Stanley Johnson, although I don't think he'd be worth that by any exception. But, I mean, there's your core five right there. LeBron, Anthony Davis, Taylor Horton Tucker, Reeves, Malik Monk. Not to mention that depending on where LeBron is in the long haul with this team, and that's another issue that we've failed to talk about in the last couple of days, but... Taylor Horn Tucker is still a tradable asset, and you still have that 2027 first round draft pick, although. And draft picks is going to be another situation we're going to talk about here in a second. But so if the Lakers stretched Westbrook, the crazy thing about that is, is Luol Deng's whole cap hold has been about $5 million, And it's hurt. It's you can you can almost feel how how it's sort of inhibited the Lakers from going after some players on occasion. His cap hit was five million. This is proposing Russell Westbrook's cap hit being fifteen million for three seasons. And if you're gonna go through all that, like it's the reason why I said Russ can opt out. And the Lakers could re-sign him and simply just stretch the $45 million. He, he could do kind of like what Chris Paul did. Now, Chris Paul did it for a different reason because Chris Paul earned himself a raise. Russell Westbrook hasn't exactly earned himself a raise, but if he's owed $47 million next year in one season, if he opts out and signs a three-year deal 
as a favor for him opting out. He was going to get $47 million in one year anyway. Why not give him 55 over 3? Smaller cap hit. You still keep him. And for what it's worth, he's tradable at that point. He's much more tradable because he's cheaper. Anyway, Ethan has different thoughts on the stretchability of his of his deal and I mean the, the stretching of that comp, the stretching of that kind of contract is a complicated thing and it's been disastrous for the Lakers with Lou Aldang and so to finally get out of that just to do it again yeah that would suck but it may be their only option because Russell Westbrook's not going to opt in for 47 million and then all of a sudden teams are just going to start lining up being like well we'll take that contract even though it's one year. I don't even know who would take that contract just to buy it out, just to clear the cap space. It doesn't make sense. But that's been the big news this week. In addition to, you know, Rob Palinka is also, his status in the organization is beginning to maybe not be quite so clear. But even if they did move on from Rob Palinka, whoever you bring in, whether it be a GM or president, is going to have to deal with a pretty untenable mess. A mess that could be pretty disastrous this draft. So the Lakers are currently in the ninth spot. Which is terrible. And things are not getting any better. Each loss seems to be worse than the last. That's not where you want to be as a team. Certainly not where you want to be. Especially Portland, now that CJ McCollum is there, he's actually playing really great. And Portland could be making a run. Portland has the capability of making a run. I know they don't they don't have Zion now, but they've made second half runs in some of the last couple seasons before. Portland Portland is probably tanking, so you actually don't have to worry too much about Portland. San Antonio. They've got some really great pieces in DeJounte Murray, Lonnie Walker. You don't know where they are, really, because they got rid of Derek White at the trade deadline. So that's really your only saving grace, is the fact that Portland might be tanking, the Spurs might be tanking, and at that point, the Kings... Thunder and the Rockets are not exactly going to make a push for the playoffs. So your only hope, really at this point, is to just remain in the play-in tournament and in the top 10. Because what you don't want is to get in the lottery. Now last episode, I incorrectly stated that If the Lakers were to enter the lottery, they would keep their lottery pick if it's 1 through 9. And so that the best you'd be hoping for if you missed the lottery was, you know, a 1 through 9 pick. I have since learned that that is actually incorrect. Because of the Anthony Davis trade, the Pelicans actually have two more picks and a swap coming from the Lakers. 
and because of the CJ McCollum trade, the Pel the Pelicans actually don't have a pick in this draft either. But if the Lakers enter the lottery and they are awarded pick one through ten, that pick goes to New Orleans. The Lakers fall has not only hurt the Lakers, it could benefit the New Orleans Pelicans as a result of the Anthony Davis trade. Anthony Davis, who, by the way, may not come back this season. And it's ironic that this might happen with the Pelicans because that terrible Pelicans loss, I mean, not only were the fans booing the team, and justifiably so, you caught viral moments of Russell Westbrook and LeBron James arguing with fans in the crowd. It's not a good look. And it's just an example of um, really how terrible this season has been. And it's unfortunate because as a basketball fan, there are great things happening this season. John Morant, when I saw that dude in college, I knew that John Morant was going to be special. And he's got people around the league taking notice. TNT actually flexed the Miami Heat game out of their rotation to play a Memphis Grizzlies game. And in that game, John Morant had maybe the dunk of the year on Jakob Pertl versus San Antonio. He had an amazing buzzer-beating basket at the end of the third from a crazy inbound from Steven Adams. Oh, and in that game, he also scored 52 points. And so he's put the league on notice. And, you know, despite a lot of really great things like that, Steph Curry is continuing to amaze the hell out of people and just doing more and more impressive things. Despite some really great things happening this basketball season, like, I, I think I have to go on record to say this is my least favorite basketball season. You've got LeBron James in year 19. He's still playing extremely well, and it's it's going to be a wasted season. Just a waste of a season. And I wish there was one answer. I wish there was one fix. But it's going to take a lot of things going right. And as much as you wish and as much as you can think of what this lineup could have been, this lineup could have been LeBron James, Anthony Davis, DeMar DeRozan, Alex Caruso, Taylor Horton Tucker, they drafted Austin Reeves. Maybe you still sign Malik Monk. <sighs> what could have been, what could have been. Well, that's going to do it for this episode <laughs> of the Ethos Lakers podcast. It's, I wish, I wish the shows could be more frequent. I really do. You know, life gets in the way of, of, of us being able to record pretty efficiently. And, and it's a disservice to you guys, the fans. It's a disservice to Sports Ethos as a website. But this team is just flatly uninteresting when they 
play with the lack of effort that they play in the first half sometimes. It's just like, man, if they don't care. I'm amazed at other sites like Laker Nation and Trevor Lane and people like that that are able to just talk about these guys every day because it's just like bashing your head against the wall watching this team lately. And there's about 20-some-odd games left, and maybe they'll get into play-in, and maybe they won't. But I'm looking forward to the offseason. I don't know about you guys. Anyways, you can follow me on Twitter uh, and Instagram at jcdeleon1. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at ethoslakers. You can follow Ethan on Twitter at ethan underscore noroff. And until next time, we are out. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.